Knowledge of Directions. My name is Don Dahlmann and along with my colleague Nicole Scott, I spoke with Michael Loscheller, the former CEO of the German car manufacturer Opel and now CEO of Nikola. If you never heard of Nikola, you are really missing out. The startup has now made a name for itself, producing e-trucks and trucks powered by hydrogen. The exciting thing about Nikola is that they focus on both technologies. So far, we have something like a battle of face. Some say batteries are enough for trucks, others think that you can get only further with hydrogen. Mr. Loschella explains us what Nikola is doing differently, why they are doing it differently, which technologies are being used, and how customers are accepting the offer. So let's dive into a talk together with Nicole Scott and the CEO of Nikola. Mr. Loschella, you are CEO of uh, Nikola, uh, which is one of the more exciting companies, I have to say, that we heard about and saw about in the last years. Can you explain what Nikola is doing different from other companies uh, when you try to electrify the logistics sector? Nikola has, in, in my view, a very unique strategy. Um, we have the truck business where we have um, the battery electric truck and the hydrogen truck. So I always say we stand on two legs, right? So we obviously invest into the technology of the future. But over and above the truck business, we also focus on the energy business, making sure that the infrastructure is there. And very important also that hydrogen is available for our customers. So in a way, we try to bring the chicken and the egg together. And I think this is critically important because at the end of the day, Customers want to have an integrated mobility solution. And I think the Nikola strategy is unique and, and very powerful because we bring the truck business, the energy business together. And we do that on two continents, uh, probably the most um, important and, and biggest markets in terms of zero emission mobility, North America and, and Europe. And we try to do that in a very fast way so that in terms of time to market, We want to be the first. So in order to do this, to build the full infrastructure, to have the chicken and the egg, what kind of technologies did you have to develop? Obviously, we have to integrate a lot of things in, in our truck, as you can imagine. And um, as a relatively young and new company, we also rely there on partners. But the, the overall integration, obviously, is very important. And then we focus a lot on the software in particular connectivity, that is really a core competence which we have in-house. And then I want to make sure that we, we also add more things. Obviously, the battery is very important. And when we announced the acquisition of Romeo Power, that was a clear signal to bring the battery in-house. And then, as I said, we rely on partners. Um, we can't do everything ourselves. A few very prominent examples in terms of the fuel cell is, is Bosch. is a very experienced supplier, um, very important partner for us. But also in terms of the European strategy in particular, Iveco, where we do various things together and also share components. So We try to focus on critically important elements. The software is probably the most prominent example. At the same time, we have a very intelligent and powerful partner strategy where we try to bring things together. And as I said earlier, we try to do this in a very fast way. As time to market is so important, 
this collaboration and trust with, with our partners is obviously very important. So you mentioned that you are really owning the software stack, and this is one of the things, if you look at the automotive industry, it's one of the biggest struggles. Now, you're not just doing automotive, you're doing logistics and energy. So what has it been like for you to kind of develop this kind of software from the ground up? Like, What has been your strategy? I mean, we, we want to be a very customer-focused company, and uh, the, the entire topic of connectivity, telematics, as a few examples, predictive maintenance, are really important for our customers. So therefore, we made this decision, look, the software we want to do in-house. And then, obviously, you, you have to make sure that you have the right talent for this important objective, right? And um, we, we are based in Phoenix, Arizona, and uh, we, we have a lot of very, very talented software engineers. And that's a real competitive advantage in, in these days. And we want to make sure that we keep this and do things faster than other people and really make sure that our customers uh, perceive this competitive advantage and value it. Do you think that the battery-powered track will win the race for the best truck in the future? Or, uh, or what role can hydrogen play also? At the end of the day, obviously, um, customers will decide and not managers of companies, right? Um, so I'm really convinced that at the end of the day, both technology um, have advantages and customers will, will like um, both, but it depends very much on the application. So just let's talk high level about the, the benefits of, of the BEV. I mean, it has a range of up to 330 miles. Um, that's very important. It has a lot of energy comes with 733 kilowatt hours um, of energy. So that's a lot. So you have very fast acceleration. And of course, depending on where you get the electricity, also what the cost of the electricity are, that can be a perfect application for our customers, right? So I think there are many benefits which underlines the BEV will be very successful in the market. Now, let's look at the hydrogen truck. Hydrogen truck um, range of up to 500 miles. Another benefit of the hydrogen truck is the fueling time, which will be around 20 minutes, which is faster than the on the electric truck side. So those are benefits for customers who prefer or require longer range to choose for the hydrogen. But also there, I mean, our customers are laser focused on total cost of ownership because it's their business. They are investing into their business. So obviously it's important that their cost basis is competitive. And then depending on how much you pay for the hydrogen or for the electricity, I think they will choose. But I think there is room and there is a place for both technologies. And I always keep saying, well, it's not really the question if it is bare for fuel cell, The real point is to get rid of the diesel trucks on the highways and the motorway around the world. I think you bring up a really interesting point um, just about how the customers are going to be paying for their hydrogen. And I think that this is one of the more interesting questions that we've been coming across over the last few months. Um, we saw in Europe there was a coupling of the price of hydrogen and, and electricity. And, you know, some of your competitors' business models suffered because of that. So when you look to the future, how do you see hydrogen kind of entering the market in, in a stable way, price-wise? 
Yeah, I mean, you, you raise a very important point because as we were saying, at the end of the day, it's an investment into a business, total cost of ownership. That is really what, what matters. So it's critically important that we offer hydrogen at very competitive rates. And of course, in some areas of the world, there is significant public support for that, which is very helpful at the beginning when you introduce a new technology. But what customers are looking for is obviously that they have planning certainty and know what is the cost for hydrogen and not only for the next quarter and the next year, but ideally for the next three to, to five years. And they will compare it, obviously, to the diesel cost today and then say, is this favorable? Is this unfavorable? The way I see the hydrogen truck developing is that it will go on very specific routes, um, always from A to B and back and forth. And then we or other partners will also place stations in those locations. And then it will develop step by step. I mean, in a way, it will be like a rail work network. Yeah, to develop step by step. But I think um, it, it's very competitive, assuming we can offer the hydrogen at competitive rates. And I think we make a lot of good progress on that side. Are you working together with hydrogen uh, producers or are you working with hydrogen companies that are offering hydrogen? Or how do you try to to put that together i know that like one of your competitors from korea has a project in switzerland uh running um it together with um public companies that are also providing the hydrogen so they have like this paper use model where you pay for uh, the usage of the of the truck and not for the whole truck itself yeah, our strategy is that we also secure and provide the hydrogen, as, as I said at the beginning, in terms of our overall strategy. And we, we try to do this with, with partners um, in North America, um, but we also have the intention to do it ourselves if we know we can do that at competitive rates. In Europe, as another example, we have announced during the IIA in Hanover that we want to set up a joint venture with E.ON. And basically, that joint venture has the same idea. So our partner is providing the hydrogen. We provide the truck. And then the customer really gets an integrated mobility solution. And of course, will pay in the way you describe it, right? So that it is really seamless and very easy for, for our customers. And our job is to, to make sure that we can offer this, right? And some cases, like in North America, we might do things on our own, but... Ideally, we also do it with partners because then we can do it much faster in terms of time to market. I think that you're in two really interesting markets. I mean, hydrogen is definitely something that we're seeing a global strategy form around. But to me, uh, the two most exciting markets are kind of Europe and the U.S. And the U.S. seems to be uh, a market that uh, Don and I wanted to be paying more attention to in 2023. So can like since you're working in both markets, can you kind of describe uh, maybe the differences and what you think is exciting about either one <laughs> or which one you're more excited about? <laughs> of course. Um, and I personally moved to um, the U.S. back to the U.S. in March of this year. So I'm based in, in Phoenix, Arizona. And I think a lot has happened in, in the U.S., right? So obviously the introduction of the Inflation Reduction Act was a very important step also for the hydrogen business, because with the Inflation Reduction Act, there is a lot of support for production of hydrogen, but also in terms of 
purchasing hydrogen trucks. And this kind of support is very important when you are in a phase like Nikola introducing a new technology to the market. So I think a lot of things have changed in in the US. I feel much more interest in the topic of hydrogen and hydrogen truck than before. And of course, I mean, I'm stating the obvious. I mean, the US is a big country, so range is, 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 is a different topic than in Europe. So I could imagine with everything else going on in the US, that there is um, a lot of interest into the hydrogen business and the hydrogen truck of Nikola, because uh, distances are longer and of the support I was talking about in terms of making sure hydrogen truck and hydrogen is competitive. You moved to the U.S. in March, sort of spurred by the um, Inflation Reduction Act. Now, in Europe, the kind of equivalent would have been, no, would, would there be a European equivalent? Because I know that the Green New Deal really moved up a lot of the um, hydrogen initiatives in Europe. But you think that the Inflation Act did a, a little bit more for, for hydrogen than, than the similar initiatives in, in, in Europe? In Europe, obviously, it depends country by country, right? So Germany also has a lot of support for hydrogen. The, the interest in hydrogen in general in Germany is very big. But obviously, Europe is a little bit more fragmented than the US, right? So it depends country by country. I think that the German support is similar to the Inflation Reduction Act in the US. But of course, the, the introduction of the Inflation Reduction Act, and I think it was in, in September, was, was, was a big support for Nikola, right? Because when, when you see um, the, the, the amounts and the interest, that is a significant endorsement of our strategy, right? And that's, that's very good. We feel good about this. I also think that, that Europe is very focused on, on CO2, right, and decarbonization. Um, some countries support more than others, but the overall political framework in terms of go zero emission in Europe is very strong. So I have no doubts that our strategy was focused on North America and Europe is exactly the right one and will pay off very soon. In general, about the um, truck market transition to electric trucks, no matter if it's BEV or if it's hydrogen, it takes like the production cycles for trucks are longer than for um normal cars, for example, uh, passenger cars and so on. There must be now a different approach also from your side in order to convince um, owners of trucks um, to change to a hydrogen or to, to a battery electric uh, a truck. How do you think this will go on? Because we know that it takes like 10, a truck runs like for 10 or 12 years. So the transition time is going to be very long. Yes, Absolutely. I mean, first of all, I see um, obviously a lot of companies are announcing things, right, in terms of electrification hydrogen. I keep saying it's all about the execution. And that's why we pushed really hard on time to market. And I think we, we succeeded um, because our battery electric truck was um, produced in terms of start of production in March of this year and is in the market now. We've delivered it to dealers, to customers. So it's, it's here and now. And the same we do next year in, in Europe, and then the hydrogen truck will come a few months later. So I think what customers, I mean, everybody is interested in zero emission vehicles and trucks, everybody. But then the next question is, okay, what is the availability? And I think there you see the, the exact difference. And that's why we push so hard on having trucks available, which we have, so that customers not only can talk about announcement, but can actually purchase the trucks um, and then get the, the infrastructure, get the energy. So I think it's all about the timely execution. And sometimes 
with, with changes and transformations. I mean, it is being discussed for many years, but I think now it's real. It's coming. What are the what is the West Coast doing in specifically? I mean, we heard a lot about like what's Europe doing, and especially Germany is doing, or Switzerland and other countries. Even France has a big push to hydrogen now. We haven't heard a lot about US, and but I heard that California especially is very interested in in uh, pushing forward in, in terms of hydrogen. Yeah, I mean, California has um, support on various um, levels. I mean, it starts with the production of, of hydrogen. And as part of the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, you can get up to $3 per kilogram hydrogen support. That's a lot um, in terms of support producing hydrogen. Then also on the dispensing level, you can get support and in terms of the purchase um, of the truck. And bringing all this together, that, that's very interesting. California has also a system where you can apply for vouchers so that you know before you purchase a truck, like, hey, you qualify for this support. Because, again, we were selling to, to our customers. They need security. They need the right planning horizon. And all this put together makes a lot of sense. And most important, um, I mean, our customers get the feedback in terms of ESG policies approach, like, okay, their customers are expecting that mobility is zero emission free, right? Um, and that's obviously very helpful. So it is on various level to go um, zero emission. So hydrogen is obviously a very nascent industry. And there's a lot of new players that are about to be entering the market because it's poised to go mainstream. So what advice do you have for new players or new companies that are looking to enter the hydrogen economy? Uh, I think there are two... Um, Two, two key points from my experience so far. First of all, it's all about the execution, right? I mean, a lot of people have great ideas, great vision, but you need to execute, right? Results matter. And um, if, if you just have the vision and can't execute, you, you have a problem, right? The other thing is don't think you can do everything on your own. Um, it's sometimes uh, easy to think like, oh, like the, the traditional OEMs, they do everything themselves, but you need to do it with partners. Otherwise, you can't do it. Maybe not at all or not um, in time. So I think those are the two key learnings I, I have is like you need to do it with partners and focus on the execution. Just just explaining high-level visions is not sufficient. You, you need to bring this into reality. And the faster, the better. And that's exactly what we try to do at, at Nikola, right? Having the trucks in the market, providing the, the energy, working with partners. We, we have many key partners and then execute it together successfully. You are in a, in a very competitive market and there are a lot of players also in the market, especially with, with, uh, um, in, in the truck market. What is Nikola, or why do you see your growth strategy uh, for the future? How do you compete with Daimler and the likes uh, that uh, are on the market for ages? So the benefit of Nikola is obviously the, the time to market and, and the speed. Um, we, we are a small company. We have set up everything from scratch, zero base. And that is a big advantage. So you don't have to take all the legacy from the past. You, you can do things perfect right from the, the, the get-go. And I think the results speak a clear language. If if you think about like, okay, who has trucks available, zero emission trucks available with a range of 500 kilometers or 330 miles today, you will find very few. I, I would argue you will only find Nikola. Um, and of course, that lead 
we want to maintain. Same on, on the fuel cell truck. We want to be the first in the market and be ahead of everybody else, ideally for a few years to then grow the customer base, take this competitive advantage and use also the time to get better. And you can only do that if you decide very quickly. Obviously, we take risk, right? Um, you, you can only go so fast if you take certain risk. And then also to the earlier discussion, uh, do it with partners. Dealer network is very important for us to have the service as a new brand, right? So customers are asking, where, where can we do the service? And we have a very good dealer network in the US with 127 locations. We have a very detailed um, network here in Europe with Iveco and um, do these things and then obviously um, get, get customers on board because they, at the end of the day, will decide who is winning this competition. And in the U.S., what does the hydrogen production strategy look like for you? Uh, you mentioned that you were interested in California, and I can remember when hydrogen first launched in that state and the hydrogen stations didn't have any hydrogen. Uh, I know that they've uh, since fixed this problem, but I haven't really been keeping up to date on what the state has been doing. So what are your plans for hydrogen in California? Yeah, so the, the hydrogen strategy at Nikola is, is very clear and very um, straightforward. So we have four places in the US where we either ourselves want to produce hydrogen or with partners, right? So we have one in Canada, we have um, one in, in, in the middle of the country, we have one on the East Coast, and we want to set up one in Arizona. And Arizona is quite interesting because, um, I mean, first of all, it's it's a great state to do business. Um, energy is, is very competitive in terms of cost. And it is close to California. So produce there and then deliver it to California is quite um, cost efficient. Um, and then to your point, I mean, things are changing, right? Maybe in the past, hydrogen, everybody was talking about, but now people are doing things about it. And of course, once our truck is there, people will need the hydrogen and we will make sure that we offer it to people. Where do you see at the moment the most difficult obstacles to widespread adoption uh, of hydrogen technologies? Um, we know that the fuel cell is still developed. You um, you have like also like the development of hydrogen technologies, like how you produce it, a green, blue, etc. So what is what is your when you look at, at the whole market of hydrogen, where you see the biggest problems? I think the, the key challenge is to bring all these things together. I mean, we were talking about the chicken and the egg um, situation and you have to do both right so we are developing this um, fuel cell truck i would say at, at world record speed and very successfully so we have the first prototypes running at customers we go now into the second phase we call those beta trucks so this will be great but then at the same time we have to make sure that the hydrogen is there in front of the customer right on the customer routes so that the customer can do all that together Now, in, in a conversation like this, we, we all agree and say, hey, this is great. This is exactly what, what needs to be done. But of course, in the execution, um, this is not easy and that in a very fast um, time. But I, I feel we, we are absolutely on the right path at, at Nicola and, and we'll execute this. But to do all this in, in a short period of time is, is obviously a challenge and we want to beat the competition, right? Um, so putting all this together, that's what we are laser focused on. Is the car industry, especially in Germany, right with their strategy to concentrate on plug-in hybrid electric vehicles and battery electric vehicles? The car industry 
should be very customer focused and I'm sure they are, right? Because at the end of the day, it's not, I don't know, the European Union or the national government deciding what is right or what is wrong. The customer needs to be convinced. And obviously I was in the car industry for, for, for many years. I think um, electric cars have many benefits, right? Um, the, the range is limited, at least in Europe, um, depending on how you can charge overnight. I think it's a good solution, but I also um, developed and helped to to bring um, light commercial vehicles with, with a fuel cell to, to the market, right? So generally speaking, I think it is right to focus on electric cars. In the truck business, as we were talking today, I think that the future will be on two legs, battery electric and, and hydrogen. But who knows? I mean, maybe there's also a future for hydrogen in the passenger cars, right? So we see the first one. So... I mean, it's always important to be very focused on what the customers want and not what politicians or the European Union wants to do, right? Last question. Um, when you envision the future for uh, hydrogen, for battery electric trucks and for uh, for Nikola, where do you see your company like in, in five years or by the end of the decade? Nikola will be a leader in terms of zero emission mobility um, in the US, but also in, in, in Europe. Um, and I, I think it's hard to say if BEV will be more important than, than hydrogen. I, I do believe both technologies will be successful and customers will like it. Uh, but I think we will see an acceleration of zero emission mobility, right? Because at the moment, the, the offers are somewhat limited in general in the market. Thankfully, we are we are leading this, and and you can you can purchase um, Nikola electric trucks today in the US, which is great. But obviously, we need many more players to to really make sure that diesel trucks are disappearing. And sometimes with innovation, I mean, it's a little bit like popcorn, right? So they they, they are there for a certain period of time, and then all of a sudden, it's like boom, breakthrough. And I think we will see that. Yeah, and of course, it's it's my it's our intention that that Nikola will play a key leading role in in this. With, with our two legs, um, electric trucks and hydrogen trucks. Thank you so much, Mr. Loeschaller. That was super interesting and also super interesting to learn about how a startup like Nikola has to diversify itself to meet the needs and the demands of their clients, uh, also for future clients, of course. And that it's not electric truck versus hydrogen truck, it's electric truck and hydrogen trucks in the future. If you want to listen To more interesting podcasts like this and Nicole and I have a lot to come because we spoke already to a lot of leading figures in the automotive industry and the tech industry. Be sure to leave us a follow at changeofdirections.com. Also, we would be happy to hear your comments, hear your ideas and maybe also suggestions to we should speak in the future and what kind of topics you want to learn about more. So have a great day. Bye bye.